Welcome to another episode of the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation SI Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow, alongside the opposing head coach for the next Gonzaga game of Eastern Oregon, head coach Chris Kemp. Chris, post-Christmas, there's a few straggling games left before every team in their respective leagues really focus in on Lee. You guys have a chance to play one of the top 10 teams in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Uh, how are you handling your post-Christmas prep for this? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been unique because of some travel challenges. Uh, we had a couple guys that just got into town about half hour ago on an all night Greyhound because their flights were canceled. Uh, so they didn't make it to practice yesterday. Uh, but we're excited just for the opportunity and to be a part of that environment. It's a unique experience for us, and especially at our level. You guys had a chance to play in the kennel a season ago. Granted, there were some COVID restrictions. The, the fans weren't as uh, energetic maybe as, as you were would have hoped, but you should get that experience this go-round. Um, you and I chatted off camera before recording though, that, you know, you guys had some excitement leading into the game, but then you had some disappointment because you had two players with Spokane and Gonzaga connections get injured a season ago. Re remind our listeners, uh, what those were. Yeah. So we got to play Halloween day. So there were those restrictions, but also, uh, I think was their first with the full student section and things like that. So it was a it was a really cool environment for us. Um, and then, you know, five minutes in our, our six year senior, Max McCullough, kind of our team leader, leading scorer in school history, had over 2000 points. He just had a free, you know, ACL non-contact. He goes down. This was my fourth game I had ever coached as the head coach. So, uh, and then we kind of bring in Paul Pennington, who had been a walk on there and has some ties with Gonzaga, tell him he's got to run the show. And then he dislocates his elbow, gets a fracture in his elbow right in front of the bench. His elbow goes out. And uh, I don't remember much of the second half, honestly. I, we kind of blacked out after that. And it really felt like it kind of changed, altered the, you know, the path of our season. And we were kind of scrambling from there. But um, it was a cool experience. And obviously for guys at our level, it's, it's an amazing experience. And they were number one in the country. And getting that opportunity was was a lot of fun and um, until until all that kind of went down. Well, with last year's um, unfortunate circumstances for your program, um, you've had to kind of make an adjustment uh, going into this year. Every college team makes those adjustments because of the transfer portal. Um, tell us a little bit about your program, how you're trying to play this year, if it's up and down, uh, if you're a, a controlled tempo team, uh, and, and share us, with us a little bit about your personnel. Yeah, we like you said, in this day and age, we did have a lot of changes after that year and, and brought in a lot of new guys. Um, I, I like the term controlled tempo. I think we try to do that a lot for our for our level try to play a little bit undersized and be able to switch everything, play some guys that are bigger than, you know, play bigger than they are and then spread the ball around and really shoot it. I mean, we've started the year really shooting the three and I think we're number four in the country in three point percentage at our level right now at about 41% and had a lot of games where we've been able to spread it around, have three, four, five guys hit multiple threes and um, be hard to guard that way is our, you know, to not be, 
so centered on one guy. We do have one player that's returning All-American, Philip Molitaire, who's who's a really good player. Um, but but we hope to really surround him with some scoring and, and some ways to spread people out and, and score from a lot of different areas. Not a lot of people know uh, just how good basketball is at the level that you guys are. On Obviously, you go up against one of the top 10 Division One programs in the country. It's an enormous leap. Um, but we do have a lot of high school players and their parents and high school coaches that listen to this program. Share us a little bit about just how good of basketball is played at your level and in your conference. Yeah, it's it's a really, um, you know, it's still a very tough level. We Most of all of our guys were the best player on their high school team. Uh, many of them have some Division One ties. We, we got um, Emmett Taylor as a graduate from Idaho State. And he's six five and can shoot it almost fifty percent from three, and so we uh we really have some of those ties. Some of these guys had Division one look to our offers, so the level of play in our conference is is tough, and um you know probably not dominant big men I would say, but but the play and the skill level is is really high, and 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 really scores across the country. You can see at a division two level for sure. And, and around that, and then still some division one upsets and things like that happen all the time. So it's cool to get, you know, this platform for NAI basketball and show just that how high level play is. Lots of schools at the NAI or the division two level would love to be in your guys' position playing at the kennel against Gonzaga. You guys have done it two years in a row. Uh, share with us how that came about. And uh, are you trying for a third year in a row next year? <laughs> uh, I Man, we're, we're just trying to stay healthy. Like we talked about our background from last year. Um, it was, it really was a traumatic experience. Like I said, my fourth game and our best player and me and Max have a really good relationship. Um I probably went all summer telling people, yeah, I'll never go back in that building. I don't want to be there. I, I, uh, I don't, I'm not going to go see a game. And then, you know, they kind of called us late, had someone cancel, um, I think a low division one or something. And, uh, we're able to offer quite a bit more money. And then I'm just a sellout. I called my AD and said, Hey, they're offering quite a bit more. And, uh, that, that is a part of the game for us in that fundraising side. And when they were able to, and we had had a good relationship with the coaches and um, you know, it, it was cool because I don't know if you remember like coach Feudin actually coached that game that we played. That was uh, that was the third game of the suspension, but he got my number from the coaches and called after um, as we were going home uh, knowing that we had had some of those injuries just to, and he didn't have to do that. So we had kind of like somewhat kept in touch with the coaches and they felt comfortable to call us a little bit late. We had an exhibition available. And so getting that second year in a row is pretty unique. Um, I don't, I don't know if we'll go for a third. Well, let's, let's see how we feel after today, after uh, tomorrow. Awesome. Well, coach, I appreciate the time. I wish you the best of luck uh, to stay healthy and enjoy the experience in the kennel and wish you nothing but the best of luck the rest of the season for you guys. So thanks again for joining. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me.